Welcome back to another episode of GEMS Podcast with Genesis Amaris Kemp, where the core pillars are to educate, inspire, and motivate. Sit back, relax, and enjoy this segment. Hey everyone, and welcome back to GEMS Podcast. I am the founder and host, Miss Genesis Amaris Kemp. And with me today in the hot seat is a very special guest. Her name is Judy Kane. And let me tell you a little bit about Judy because you are in for a treat, y'all. You know, I always only bring on the best of the best. So Judy Kane, she is the founder of Align Consciousness. She helps people identify and release subconscious beliefs that help that keep them repeating unhealthy, stressful patterns. The shifts her, that shifts her clients' experience results in them finally achieving what they belong to with ease and comfort. She is also the author of Your Four Truths, How Beliefs Impact Your Life. Judy also hosts workshops and presents in group ses- sessions conferences, and podcasts like she's doing here. Originally from Richmond, Virginia, she lives near the Tampa Bay, Florida area, usually with a rescue cat or dog or two as part of her household. So without further ado, let's bring on Judy Kane. Hello, it's so nice to be here. My pleasure, Judy, and thank you for for having having the courage to just come on and just relax and have this coffee chat conversation. Because I know you're probably like, wait, there's no questions or whatnot. Because some other podcasters they send questions and etc. beforehand, but I was like, what better way to get to know someone than doing it coffee chat style? Because when we meet someone in person, we don't have questions um, to meet that individual. So why not have the same approach? Absolutely. Sounds like it'll be fun. So Judy, before we dive into the work that you're doing to help people overcome subconscious subconscious beliefs and et cetera, I definitely want to give you a chance to grab your book or if you don't have it near you, because we're going to hold that up. Oh, yes. Awesome. You're one step ahead. So we're going to hold that up in a few. But then I also want to give you a chance to connect with the audience in a fun and personal manner. So are you ready? Yes, I am. There are two options. We can do an icebreaker or a rapid fire 10 question game. What are you in the mood for? I'm thinking the icebreaker sounds like fun. Okay, so we're breaking the ice with Judy. I want you to share something crazy that you have done in your life or a fun and interesting fact about yourself. I love roller coasters. Ooh, okay. I like roller coasters too. So do you yeah. like the ones that go upside down, um, zigzags, all the crazy stuff like a Spider-Man or Batman? Like if you've ever been- I like the deep, the deep dive ones. So, uh, you know, I don't care if they go upside down, but yeah, I like the ones that have the tall, you know, take, take a while to get to the top and then the fast drops. Ooh, okay. So I think I know a roller coaster you're talking about. So have you ever been to Six Flags? I have not. I don't know oh, why not, yes. but no. 
because I was gonna say there's this old like roller coaster and it's called I think it's called the Texas Cyclone um we don't have six flags in Houston Texas anymore but there there's yes the Texas different place so it goes up real real high then it like whoosh and it like drops you and then like when it drops you it feels like your heart like just pops out or is in the pit of your stomach and people tell you scream because then you won't be able to feel it anymore oh that's funny yeah I love roller coasters they're fun that is amazing. So now, uh, Judy, let's get into your back your backstory because in order to um, connect with the work that you're doing now, we need to know what prompted you to get in, involved in this space. So what's your back end story? And you could start with your personal or your professional journey just so we could like build up to where you are. Sure. All right. Well, I spent quite a few years in... Um, Information technology management, mm. which most people don't see the connection between that and helping people change subconscious beliefs. Uh, they think that's kind of a disconnect. But um, I, I agree. <laughs> right? Yeah. I mean, there it is actually um, kind of similar. But so I um, didn't have much exposure to things that were considered outside of normal ways of solving problems that people have. Yeah, but I uh, came across this process that um, I saw it. I was married at the time, and my husband had a, a physical ailment. And a friend of his who knew this asked if they could help, and he said yes. And I watched, and um, they ended up in like five minutes getting rid of the pain he had. And I saw it was not something where they were interpreting messages or channeling information it was a process that they were using that was pretty straightforward it was something I could learn and I got really curious about it and I ended up taking my first workshop in 2011 and after the first workshop I signed up for all the workshops because I I couldn't get enough information about this process and I saw it help people change the way things unfolded in their life, the way um, they reacted with other people, so their relationships, physical symptoms of stress sometimes, you know, because that stress is caused by beliefs, right? And uh, so it can apply to so many things that it was just, I needed to know more and more about it. So I took everything they offered and uh, worked happily with myself and the husband and any friends and family that were willing and uh, then in 2014, I decided to turn it into a business because I wanted to be able to help a wider group of people. I like that. And I like how you painted the back end story because what they were doing left an impression on you so much that you wanted to do due diligence and go learn the information for yourself because you, you saw how it helped someone that you love and just out of curiosity was this anything pertaining to like NLP, neurolinguistics programming, or um, something dealing with neuroscience or et cetera? It, it's got the same goals. This is a really fast change process that I use. So you can change any one belief in usually less than five minutes. Okay. So, so it's, but it is, it's changing, it's changing the subconscious. Uh, they've done studies with QEEG scans where 
the waves that are pictured before and after you change the belief look different in the scan. Wow. Okay. So this is interesting. So let's, let's, let's dive in. So that was like your first introduction and you mentioned you had a background in, um, IT management. Yeah, IT management. <laughs> I was going to say ITM, just like IT and then put management on it. And yeah. the, re the reason why I said, oh yeah, I could definitely see the correlation there is because I'm a supply chain and logistics background and I worked in oil and gas. So I dealt a lot with IT, um, IT personnel and management. And I'm like, oh, what they're doing is they're taking away old software, they're deprogramming it, and they're reprogramming it. And if you think about our belief systems, we have to deprogram the junk in order to introduce new software internally. And internally, it's our internal hard drive. It's our mind. How do we think? How do we move? How do we act? And how is that going to help us mentally, physically, emotionally, and spiritually? And that's why I see the connection because I was like, okay, I've done this at work, but then I've also hung out with people who are NLP practitioners and this is what they're doing in their clients. So I'm like, hmm, I can see the correlation there. <laughs> Very cool. You're exactly right. It's you're, you're reprogramming it just like you would a computer. And the front end of it is just like you do, just like uh, a contractor does or an IT analyst or um, architects, you're figuring out, so what is it you want to build or change? How do you want it to look? And then you figure out what you need to do to get there. Absolutely. So you're going to give us the blueprint on why, why you do what you do and how to help someone really navigate this without giving them everything because you know we need them to do their research too we're here to put out content that is educational but also inspire them to make a leap in order to build something that they could begin to change and then motivate them so those are the three pillars educate inspire and motivate here on the podcast so judy now that you know what you know and hindsight 2020 you're like oh my gosh i wish i would have learned this sooner oh my goodness yes <laughs> when, when you took that first class, did people on the outside looking in said, okay, Judy's definitely on this woo-woo, or how did they approach you? Yeah, my daughters who'd only known me as, uh, you know, a, a person who worked extra hours all the time and was very logical and practical and, um, you know, pretty much process oriented. They kept looking at me like, uh, who are you and what did you do to our mother? Because it was, you know, they really were not sure why all of a sudden I was doing something that seemed, you know, unrealistic. They thought it was just kind of quirky, I think. Yeah. And we're going to debunk that because there's a lot of people on the outside that make perceptions about different um, subject matters whenever it's new or they feel like it's woo-woo, even though you're not casting a spell, you're not hypnotizing anyone, no, you're not sitting no. in the cauldron like, ooh, let me tell you your future. <laughs> yeah. Like, 
you're not doing anything crazy like that, but you are doing things that are helping individuals optimize their life and really become who they were destined to be by really understanding where are they, where are they currently? Where is it that they want to go? Now, let me give you the blueprints to help you navigate it so you could really live out your purpose on earth and not check out with those dreams still inside because we all know that when you check out with those dreams inside, they either end up in the graveyard if you choose to get buried or they end up in an urn if you choose to be cre cremated because you were too afraid to ignite them while you were living. So Judy, let's dive in. Okay, let's do. So what, okay, tell, where did you first begin after that first course? Because you went to the first course, it left an impression on you and you learned what? I learned what subconscious beliefs are and where they come from and how they could impact your life, basically, which I had not known all that in that detail before. So explain to the audience what subconscious beliefs are, because we're building the foundation. Our foundation okay. is going to be steady and then we're going to build up. So they're kicking okay. the, dot, the dots. So, yeah. All right. So uh, when we're born, we don't have many uh, beliefs in our subconscious because we're designed to pick up all the beliefs that belong to the group that we end up in so that we're going to be the most likely to thrive where we land. So, you know, we come in and we're little sponges until we're seven years old. Yep. Just building all the things, what's safe, what isn't, what, what makes, you know, what makes the, the group that you landed in want to keep you there and what could make you want to make them want to send you away, right? Uh, so you want the approval of the group so they keep you there and take care of you. You learn what's safe and what isn't. You learn what the group thinks are good things and what the group thinks are bad things. Uh, and you get them from your immediate family. You get them from, you know, other places that are impactful. But you're kind of building the whole set of rules on how to navigate your life, basically. And the subconscious is a lot faster than the conscious mind. So it is your default system. And so whatever you learn in those seven years, that's your framework for how you see everything else looking at it. Now, you can get new subconscious beliefs along the way, things that are extremely, um, have a big impact on you. You know, obviously, people can have traumatic experiences that come later in life. I help people change them. So, you, you know, they, you can get new ones along the way, but most all of them that you get, they're there by the time you're seven. And they help you figure out if you if you were born into a family that all liked ride roller coasters, for instance, which I, I wasn't. But um, if you you know if that seems like a safe thing in your family, then you like doing things like that. If you were born into a family that thinks that's very very dangerous, then you would avoid doing you know riding on roller coasters because you would think it was not safe. So there are all these things that, you know, it's just their opinion for the most part. I mean, yeah, some things aren't safe no matter what, but there are a lot of other things that it's just because of where you were brought up that you think they're not safe. So uh, if you might think it's not safe to fail at things and we didn't start that way, right? Or none of us would be walking when a baby's crawling and learns how to start walking, they fall down 
so many times and it's just normal they keep trying they keep trying till they get back you know till they're able to get up stay up and walk after that point in time many people somehow learn that it's not safe to fail either they were you know uh, thought poorly of at home or made fun of or something happens where it's not safe to fail for some people and so that's going to cut off a lot of their options in life because they're not going to try things they think they are going to fail at. You can, yeah, see, so you can, uh, you learn whether it's safe to be seen. Some children, physically, it's not a safe thing to be heard or seen. They, unfortunately, in households where it's just dangerous to bring attention to yourself. Other times, something happens along the way where one instance made you feel uncomfortable to be seen and it can stay with you because it made a big impact you know but that can carry through into later life of those people that don't want people watching them right uh that they're just really uncomfortable with the spotlight or they uh, they're hesitant to offer up their opinions because somebody made them think that their opinions weren't important Wow, and all of these are really great examples um, that people could hear, but they could visualize it, especially if they've been through it, because you have to ask yourself, and I'm talking to you, audience, what environment produced you to feel the way that you're feeling, and has it conditioned you to feel stuck, stagnant, and complacent in your later years? Did you hear you're not going to be able to do that. You're not good enough. Are you crazy? No one else in the family has done this, dot, dot, dot. And if you keep listening to that old rhetoric, you keep replaying that old program, you keep dwelling on the past, even though the past does not necessarily determine your future. If you know who you are, then you're not going to fall victim to whose you aren't or who the world tells you to be. So it's so important that you solidify who you are and come into ownership of your full self. And one thing as you were talking and we were talking about the subconscious mind, I remember when I did, um, when I was a psychology major, because at first I really wanted to be, um, do something in that space. So I studied it for two years in college until I changed my degree. And it said, according to Freud in 1950, this is the pyramid. And I think y'all all remember the pyramid. There's the tip of the pyramid and then there's below. The unconscious mind is a primary source of human behavior, like an iceberg. That's what it, what I mean. The tip was the tip of the iceberg, y'all. Like an iceberg, the most important part of the mind is the part you cannot see, which can be scary yet dangerous, depending on what you allow to play in your mind like a battlefield or a playground. Our feelings, motives, and decisions are actually powerfully influenced by our past experiences and stored in the unconscious Um so whenever, if they're stored in the unconscious and you think about it, there was another guest that talked about ACEs, adverse childhood experiences. And until you deal with what is bothering you, you would not be able to move on. So Judy, I'm sure you've had some experience in this with the people that you work with. So now that you painted us a, a picture and a study foundation, what comes next? Well, recognizing the patterns so that, you know, you know, people come to me and there's something that they don't like in their life. 
right? I mean, they don't come in just to see what I do. They come because something is the way they don't want it to be. And frequently, it's easy to know what you don't want. It's sometimes a little harder to know what you do want. But we talk about, you know, what's going on now? How would you rather things be? And then we try to figure out what could make that shift for them. What beliefs are causing the thing they don't want? But recognizing the patterns is is the next thing. If you've got a pattern of never wanting to speak in public, and yet you want to be in a management position, right? (laughs) Um, You don't have the subconscious beliefs that are going to support your conscious goals. And so that's the thing is figuring out, you know, what the goals are that you really want as opposed to what you don't want. And then figure out what the beliefs are that you need to have to support those goals. And then your subconscious isn't fighting you because it's exhausting. So all those people that are trying, trying, trying to do the things that they want to get done, and it just feels overwhelmingly difficult and they don't see that progress that they would like to see. Almost always there are subconscious beliefs in there that are working against you. It's not supposed to be that hard. I like that. And one one thing that resonates with me, I'm going to talk in visual terms for the visual um, audience. So it's like the hamster wheel in a sense. You're going to keep going round and round and round with no end in mind until you address what is bothering you. And when you address what's bothering you, then you begin to bring things into clarity. Then you begin to focus focus on it. So for those of you who are visual, think about whenever you go get your eyes tested, you go to the optometrist. So I'm going to do it without my glasses. So they're like, is one better or is two better? Is three better or is four better? And then whenever you begin to see things clearly, you let them know which number is clearer, right? And it's because you are bringing things into perspective and you have that clarity. But without doing that test, they won't be able to understand what is going on with you. So in Judy's um, work, you're asking them the questions and you want them to dig deep, to go beyond the surface level, to ask them, okay, why is it that you don't want to speak up in, in public? Is it because you spoke up before and someone laughed at you? You spoke up before and you were dismissed. You weren't listened to. You you felt ashamed. You have guilt. You have remorse. Or what are the feelings around that is causing you to shrink back? What situation happened to you, whether it was in your adolescence or your early childhood, that made you feel incompetent that you weren't enough to ignite the power of your voice and talk with clarity, diction, have the proper tonality, the proper body language, and convey a message that is confident where you feel secure that what you're saying does matter and it does resonate with the people in the room. Like until you're ready to go deep diving and get past the denial state and deal with what happened to you, you will not be able to progress, in my opinion. Would you say those are good uh, visual representations, Judy, that I interjected? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, And in fact, um, it's one of the things that we don't actually need to do with the process that I use is is dig back and re-traumatize yourself if indeed it was a traumatic thing. Sometimes the people I see don't even know what it was that 
that caused it. And we don't need to know with this process. We just deal with the belief that's there and change it. Okay. So it's a really gentle way because most every modality, you have to go back and figure out what it was first. And with what I do, it, uh, you don't. So it's a, a really gentle way to deal with things that might be painful. That is okay. That is super cool. So thank you for the, for elaborating there and then also course correcting because I don't want to put out wrong info. So since you're doing the gentle approach, can we role play so we could uh, show them an example? Sure. Okay, so I'll be your client. So, okay, fire away. <laughs> okay, so so what is it that's going on right now? So um, right now I got laid off in the pandemic. So um, in 2020, that happened right after my dad passed from medical negligence. I am the author of my book, still trying to get my book out there because I was pushing it, but now I've taken a step back to do my podcasting journey. And what else? Let me see, because I want to be transparent and truthful here. Oh, and I'm stepping into motherhood. <laughs> oh, big, big changes in a life. Very impactful. So what, what's the most important thing that you would like to have different right now? What's the first thing for us to work with? Ooh, I definitely would say just the paradigm shift with money. And I'm going to use this example because I think everyone wants to shift their socioeconomic status and bucket. Mm -hmm. Okay. So you would like to have more success, more financial success is what you are looking at right now. Yeah, definitely. My end goal personally, y'all, is financial freedom where I don't owe a person. So I don't, I'm not in any debt and I have the financial freedom and luxury to do what I want to do without feeling buyer's remorse or et cetera, because the means are there. Okay. So let's explore. We could look and see one of the things that's very common with with clients I see is because of the way we all, it's complicated money is when we're brought up, right? It's like we get mixed messages about money. A lot of the clients that I have worked with, their subconscious has a belief that it's not okay to have more money than you need. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, it is. Well, and you think about it, you don't want to be greedy. You don't want to be like those people. You, um, you know, there's a lot money's the root of all evil. I mean, you know, there's a lot of messages we get about money. Uh, you have to work really hard to have it. I mean, there are all these things that are there that um, can make people have a difficult time. Frequently, they can make the money they need, but if they get more, they end up having to spend it suddenly on something that was unplanned. So they can stay just at that line of what they need, but it's really hard to make any more than that. Mm. Uh, a lot of other times people don't feel like they deserve to have the money or that it's not okay to have the freedom to do what they want to do, that they should be working hard, long hours. And, you know, there are all these beliefs that come into play when somebody is looking for financial freedom. And so we, what I use is muscle testing to communicate with the subconscious to figure out what's in the subconscious because we can't ask it, right? It, <laughs> it doesn't answer us when we ask it. So, and for, for people who don't know what muscle testing is, um, if I were in the room with you and if I asked you to hold your arm out to the side and if I asked you to think of something that you like and if I push lightly on your wrist, 
your arm would stay up. The signal from your brain to your arm would be strong and your arm would stay up. But if I asked you to think of something that you disliked and I pushed again on your wrist, it's a, a blip in the signal. It's a weaker signal and, you, and there's kind of a waiver to it. Uh, some um, nutritionists use muscle testing to figure out what supplements the body needs. Some chiropractors use it to figure out where to adjust. In, in the process that I use, which is called Psych-K, we use it to figure out what's in the subconscious. So it's a strong signal if, if your subconscious feels good about it, if it believes a statement that you say, or if the answer to a question is yes. And it's a weak signal for the, for the opposite, something that, that your subconscious does not like, or you say a statement that it doesn't believe, or if the answer to a question is no. So we get to, you know, I would say if we would probably start with uh, it's okay to have more money than I need. And if you were in the room with me and I pushed on your wrist and if it went down a little bit, your subconscious doesn't believe that. So then we would change that belief in your subconscious to believe it. Oh, that's really neat. So then question, Judy, there. So if you are not in the room with someone and they become your client virtually, what does this technique look like? Because you can't really feel them or touch them physically. So what is another way that you could test out that um, muscle to see? Okay, Yeah. Yeah. And and all my clients now are virtual. So it's um, (laughs) this is what I do all the time. And I, I do the muscle testing for the, for the client when, when they're not in the room with me. And yeah, so I'll do the muscle testing. They do all the rest of what it is that they need to do to change that belief. Okay, so question, what would that muscle testing look like if you were doing, doing it for them and they weren't in the room? Can you visually show us? Sure. It's, I'm using this finger and I'm pushing on it. And it's my, like my ring finger and my middle finger is pushing down on it. But people have different ways of doing it. But it's, um, and I use this and I am getting in touch with them enough to be able to do the muscle testing as them, for them. Mm. And so that's a strong response. That's a weak response. And I'll do that part. And then the rest of it is there are multiple ways of changing a belief. And so we figure out what's going to be the most effective way to change that one which is usually getting in some posture. It might be something that's called whole brain posture where ankles are crossed, wrists are crossed, and you sit there like this. It helps get you in a whole brain state, which makes it easier to change the belief. But so it's things like that. You're not doing really strange things, but you're you're doing something that is making it more, um, making your subconscious more available for the change. And the change part is it really usually takes less than five minutes to do any one change. So it's a fast process. Oh, wow. So that is really cool because in society, people are in this microwave society where they want to hit 30 seconds. They want their food to be warmed up and go. No one wants to use a slow cooker where things slow cook and get its flavor because everyone's go, 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 go. So the fact that you said that it's a fast process, Judy, I know your phone is going to be a ring, Judy, I need help Um, because people want things done fast. But I'm going to ask another question and then I'm going to throw you an audible so we can be respectful of your time commitment. So 
since you mentioned there's different different ways of going about doing this, do you ever get um, go into like maybe the chakras or Reiki that other people in your field may or may not be using depending on their practices? Oh, I got you. What? Yeah. Well, two answers to that. There, there are way different. Um, we call it a balance when you rewrite a belief in Psyche, and there are different ways of doing a balance in Psyche. None of those have to do with chakras, Reiki, or anything else. However, there are other modalities, you know, outside of Psyche that other people use that are getting to the same. You know, they have the same intent. So I, but what I'm doing with the site K, it's just, you've got choices and you, I muscle test to figure out what the most effective one is going to be for that belief for that person at that point in time. Amazing. And thank you for clarifying that. Cause I just wanted to put that out there in case anyone else is wondering, okay, do I need to actually have my chakras in alignment or do I need to do Reiki in order for this to work? And you're saying, no, you, this process could be done without you going back to root causes. So that's number mm-hmm. one, it could be done in five minutes. It could be done by me doing the muscle testing if we are virtually apart. So for those of you that may not be able to physically get to Judy, she can still help you and et cetera. So I really wanted to just paint a holistic picture so they know what they're getting when they choose to work with you. And Judy, I want to throw you an audible here. So is there something that I did not ask that you want to mention that's going to add value to this conversation to kind of package everything up before we jump into the CTA call to action? Sure. Um, Yeah, just for people to be aware that their life is playing out based on influences that they might not be aware of. Look for the patterns. If something keeps happening that is making you stressed out, that is not supporting your conscious goals, or that's even giving you physical symptoms of stress, take a look and see if you can figure out, you know, where this might be coming from and know that you can change these things. You know, it's, you don't have to, it's not, this is just the way I am. And it's just the way my life is always going to be. You, you have options uh, so that you can choose the way you want your life to go. Awesome addition there, Judy. And now let's jump into the call to action. What is your call to action for the audience today? Do you have a challenge for them? a resource that you would like to give or something that you want them to really be intentional on over this next week or two, because in order to start making changes, we need to start tracking. Right. Um, One thing I would tell everybody, get really clear on what you do want in your life. That always helps. Uh, But the other thing is if somebody goes to my website, they can go to a page that has a bunch of resources that they can download that they're all complimentary They're You know, you can just go and see if there's something there that catches your attention that helps explain subconscious beliefs and how they might look in your life. And Judy, now plug your website and your um, other contact information. So where do you primarily hang out on social media? And then once again, plug that website. Okay. I am uh, mostly I'm hanging out on LinkedIn. For social media and um, it's under my name Judy Kane <laughs> hopefully there's going to be a link there that there or somewhere yeah um, I'll put yeah. one because it's yeah. Judy Kane y'all not the C-A-N-E but the Kane like K-A-N-E that's right it is 
Um, and uh, my website is Aligned Consciousness. So you can go there, you can read more about the process Psyche, you can get the downloads about subconscious beliefs. If you're interested, I'm always happy to do a, a complimentary 15-minute phone call if people have questions and want to know more. You can book that from the bottom of any page on my website. Amazing. And thank you so much, Judy, for coming into the community today, sharing something new with me and just educating the audience on this subject matter and also debunking and course correcting some of the myths and um, some of the myths and preconceived judgments that I had because it's totally different than NLP. Um, So thank you for letting me know that, Judy. Audience, all of Judy's contact information will be in the show notes. All you need to do is read, scroll on down and tap in with Judy. I'll put her website and her LinkedIn there. Make sure you like, comment, subscribe, and follow. We're on 40 plus platform. So there is a place for everyone to listen. And for those of you that are interested in video, you can see the recording of Judy and I by going to our YouTube channel, which is GEMS, G-E-M-S, with Genesis Amaris Kemp for all things video. And for those of you interested in continuing to help us spread the mission further, we are currently ranked in the top 2% globally out of 2.8 million podcasts per the metrics on www.listennotes.com. So you can fact check me and see all the other podcasts that you listen to to see how they rank and shake out. And I am looking for brand sponsors. If that is you, please send me an email to genesisamarskemp at gmail.com or check out my website, genesisamarskemp.net to learn more info, how you could be a sponsor and have your products and services heard right here. We are better when we come together. So united we stand and divided we fall. Until the next time, peace, love, and lots of blessings. Have yourself an amazing day. Thank you for listening to another segment of GEMS Podcast. Hope you enjoyed this recording. Make sure you like, comment, share, and subscribe to GEMS Podcast on your audio platform, as well as our YouTube channel, GEMS with Genesis Mars Kemp. We would love for you to be a sponsor, so please reach out via email at GEMS, G-E-M-S, with W-I-T-H, Genesis, G-E-N-E-S-I-S, Amaris, A-M-A-R-I-S, Kemp, K-E-M-P, at gmail.com, where your brand, your swag, your services can be here on GEMS Podcasts.